0: Welcome back to The Table. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Messy Martha Podcast, where Monday is made possible. And this Monday is made possible by my Starbucks cup full of coffee. I have a 64-ounce Yeti full oh. of coffee. Yes. Nice. All right. Uh, so, Book of the Month, for January, we were reading God Has a Waiting Room. And it is now a new month. We're a couple weeks into a new month, actually. Um, But the book of the month for February, I actually just picked this up um, over the weekend. I haven't started it yet. But everyone has been telling me that we need to read it. So um, the book we're going to talk about this month is called Atomic Habits. It's by James Clear. And it's Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results, which is what I need my habits are terrible so I'm excited to read this book if you want to pick it up I'll put a link to like an Amazon link in the show notes if you'd like to pick it up and read it with us this month
1: I read the first 20 pages of this book on Sunday night this past week so a week ago and I haven't picked the book up since but even the first 20 pages inspired me to get out of the bed earlier every day this week so um, and for those of you that know me that's a deal. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, but it, it's really good so far. So if you mm-hmm. haven't read it or don't have it, just get it, read it, borrow it from a yep. friend. It's on Thriftbooks.
0: Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, so. yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to start it. Um, so let me preface this conversation today by saying we are not experts. Uh, none of us have a degree in therapy or counseling or psychology. We only have experience Um, we're going to cover a topic today that touches every person listening Um, whether it's because you've dealt with it yourself personally or because you know someone or have a family member that battles it Um, so good morning sister Sarah and brother Brister thank you for being with us today
2: it's good to be here
0: yes and for those of you that may not know Brother Brister is my husband Uh, we've been married nearly 11 years He's a full-time evangelist and stays very, very busy, and we've invited him on today. Um, He is just as passionate about today's topic as I am, I think, Um, and I think hearing the perspective for someone who works in full-time ministry and deals with both carnal and spiritual issues on a daily basis can only be beneficial for today's conversation. Um, So let's get into it. Um, This is been something that I have wanted to talk about since we began this podcast Sarah I think me and you have discussed it a lot when is the right time um and today seems to be the right time for this um
1: well the thing about it is is depression can be such a taboo mm-hmm. topic right um but it is something that we both feel very strongly right. about in right you know, we went back and forth. Do we talk about mm-hmm. it? Do we not talk about it? When do we talk about it? Right. What do we say? How much of our opinion do we give? Mm-hmm. Will we lose listeners? Yeah,
0: that's always a concern. That, yeah. <laughs> um, the
2: more controversial you make it, the more listeners okay. you'll have. Okay.
0: Well, you know. Uh, I think at the end of the day, though, we just have to trust God um, with all of that because I, I really do feel like that He's led us in this direction today. It feels right and it feels like somebody needs to hear it um, so depression and anxiety tends to be really muddy waters with a lot of people the topic um, science and medicine will try to tell us that it's an illness that something is chemically off in your brain and then you have others you know that, that are firm in the belief that it's a spiritual issue um, so brother brister tell us What is your perspective on depression and anxiety? What's your experience? Have you dealt with it personally? Um, Just talk to us about it.
2: I think everybody's perspective on any issue comes from their experience Mm -hmm. or lack thereof. So uh, my experience with anxiety, depression uh, started when I was about 14, 15 years old and That was a long time ago. Yeah, I turned 31 this week. It is. So it's been a while. (laughs) Um, Happens
0: to the best of us. But it feels like yesterday.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you start talking about it, and you can recall the Mm -hmm. feelings and uh, see the images of where you were and what was going on and all that kind of stuff. So, anyway. Uh, I was about fourteen or fifteen years old and um, started. I had uh, felt a call to preach when I was fourteen, and uh, soon after that, kind of um, went ballistic. Uh, like a missile. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> would say that. I shot off like a rocket into rebellion and sin mm-hmm. and. All kinds of things, Um, you know, girlfriends calls that kind of stuff, and we don't want to talk about them. Yeah, Uh, you know, I I went from you know uh, I went from being a honor roll student all the way up through eighth grade to when I entered into high school. The uh, sin and rebellion was so severe that it um caused my grades to start plummeting and all that kind of stuff well the the nature of the sin was secret sin yeah and uh and there's a lot of energy especially when you come from a background like I did my grandfather was the pastor of a large apostolic church mm-hmm. and um I was you know my my parents were very involved in the church. My dad was a musician, my mom's secretary you know uh, she was a school teacher at our Christian school, and so there was a lot of energy um, placed into hiding yeah. my sin mm-hmm. um because I didn't want to I didn't want to let my grandpa down there's yeah. you know if anybody that knows me knows how I feel about my grandpa mm-hmm. uh I didn't want to let him down I didn't want to let my parents down but uh I was you know just on a bad track because of some people that I was associating with and that kind of thing it got to the point where you know a lot of these things never my parents never even knew until I had been married several years yeah. you know uh like like i I told my parents uh seven or eight years ago at a family function that I had almost got arrested for drugs and <laughs> they they never knew it you know uh I came within five minutes of being arrested for possession of marijuana. Uh, the other guys that I was with did get arrested. So, anyway, I was holding all this kind of stuff in, suppressing all this stuff. I was still singing on the platform yeah. every service. I was still teaching a Sunday school class on Sundays. Yeah. As a 15 year old kid, I was literally living a severely hypocritical life. Mm-hmm. And um, so, along with that, came a lot of fear and anxiety of being caught. Yeah. I lived with the constant fear of being caught. Um. And I got caught one time, and I'm maybe being more transparent than y'all want me to be. No, you're fine. But I. I got caught one time uh as about fifteen years old with a bucket full of movies under my bed, mm-hmm. a big basket full of Hollywood movies under my bed and uh this was like at the beginning of you know technology where you could actually play movies and stuff on on your gaming system and yeah. pa- parents. They didn't, they didn't realize what you could do on yeah. these things, yeah. and they just threw them at us and mm-hmm. gave them to us because we wanted them. And and there was so many capabilities coming along, even back then with technology, you could play DVDs there, mm-hmm. and and parents didn't realize. You know, right. my dad come up with an Atari, yeah,
0: or whatever, yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, Space Blasters or whatever it was, and uh, so he didn't understand the danger of these things and i got caught with those movies under my bed and i was sent to my pastor but honestly the 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 movies under my bed was the least of their worries yeah and so it just it you know i was almost relieved when i got caught mm-hmm. it was it was almost a relief mm-hmm. that i you know I don't have to hide this anymore but there's so many other things that I was hiding that it you know I was hiding relationships uh, with with girls that my parents did not approve of I was hiding both in the church and somewhere out of the church you know and uh, it was just a very dark time and so I think, I think one of the biggest issues with young people, teenagers wrestle with fear and anxiety. From my experience, not just my own experience, but now after being in youth ministry, I've been in youth ministry for 10 years. Uh, many, many times young people are dealing with fear and anxiety and depression and it is stemming from sin yeah. that they are suppressing. Yeah. And hiding, and uh, the fear of getting caught and being exposed, is um, opening the door for a spirit of fear to permeate their life.
0: Yeah.
2: And that's what happened to me. I I had I got to the point where I was so scared I couldn't sit in a classroom.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh. It I got I got so afraid that I I couldn't. Um, I couldn't hardly stand to stand on the platform anymore, yeah. you know, uh, and then finally I was kicked off of the platform, <laughs> thankfully, but there was still, even after I was kicked off for the movie situation, right. <laughs> and, uh, but there was still so much, so much, and, uh, I started having the anxiety attacks, you know, the panic attacks, everything that goes along with the fear. I ruined trips for my youth group, I, you know, because of my anxiety problems, and you know, it was just a, it was just a terrible, terrible situation. I, I was made to go to youth functions and church events because I still lived at home with my dad, and when you live in my daddy's house, you go to mm-hmm. church
0: so you dealt with all this and you hit all this but how did you come out of it
2: well uh fear (laughs) (laughs) honestly uh it was fear that 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 brought me out of it and that was one of the things that i wanted to talk about was was fear is not necessarily all bad Mm anxiety is not necessarily all bad. We, we, we have made this word, this anxiety word, mm-hmm. into a byword, but yeah. anxiety can be a very good thing.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, you need a level of anxiety when you're dra- driving in heavy traffic
1: mm-hmm. to
2: make sure you pay attention.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, uh, you need a, a certain level of anxiety when you're performing tasks or when you, uh, you need a certain level of anxiety that causes you to set your alarm clock when you go to bed at night so you'll wake up and be at work on time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is the permeating spirit of fear mm-hmm. that that causes problems mm-hmm. where everything uh, is... The, there's, there's fear attached to every part of your life. Mm-hmm. And so fear... What 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 it all come down to was I wound up going to. I wound up going to. I mean I I had been in and out of every doctor, Mm -hmm. you could think of. I had scopes. I had blood work. They took more blood out of me than I thought I had. (laughs) I mean I had I had lost fifty almost sixty pounds in just a few months. I was six foot two and weighed one hundred and fifteen pounds. Look like death yeah. sucking on a sour lemon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's what I looked like when I met yep. you, by the way. Yeah,
0: that's why I said.
2: <laughs> yeah, she I called me a skinny, ugly punk. <laughs> uh, but anyway. And I refused
1: to give him her number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway.
2: Thank God for the ability to gain weight. Hey, Amen. <laughs> well, and so, you know, it it had literally the this, this stuff had had consumed all my entire world mm-hmm. from from my social life and everybody that knows me knows I'm a social bug. Mm-hmm. I'm very awkward one on one, but I come out of my shell in groups. Yeah. I can seem kind of uh very weird one on one, but in in groups I, I mean I, I'm a social bug and and it had stole that part of me. Mm-hmm. And uh so, anyway, I went to a doctor, and this is like the 100th time, and this was my main doctor. I went back to him for a checkup. My mom was there. I was 17 years old, almost 18. And uh, the doctor looked at my mom and said, "Miss Prister, I don't know what's wrong with him. Mm-hmm. We can't. There's nothing physically wrong with him. That's why I call it the spirit of fear, mm-hmm. the spirit of anxiety. Spirit of depression, Mm -hmm. Um, because there was nothing physically wrong with me.
0: Nothing showed up on a brain scan. No, there was no chemical imbalance. No,
2: nothing, nothing. And so, uh, my blood work was perfect, Mm -hmm. you know. And uh, so he said, "We can't figure out what's wrong with him, but if he don't start eating within two weeks, he's going to die." Well, you talk about anxiety.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: scary. That scared the liver out of mm-hmm. me. And uh, so I went to, uh, again, that night. This was on a Wednesday. I went to church that night, and because my daddy made me go to church, I hadn't felt God in over two years. No. I, hadn't, I hadn't cried a single tear in over two years. I was completely mm-hmm. and totally dry and terrified
0: yeah.
2: and uh, the way our church was set up uh, in J.S. was we had two prayer rooms in the back of the church the women prayed on one side men prayed on the other side and then in the old sanctuary was our youth center and the young people prayed in the youth center mm-hmm. and so I went into our parents dropped us off at the youth center and we went in to pray before church and uh, I sat in this corner and you know, I hadn't seriously prayed in a very, very long time. Yeah. And uh, I sat there in the corner, and everybody else, you know, you look around, and everybody else is talking in tongues like a scared Chinaman, <laughs> getting their blessing Touching and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I—, I I literally got to the place where I didn't even know if it was real or not because yeah. I absolutely could not feel anything. Yeah. It's like it's like leprosy. Yeah,
0: that's
2: what sin is like a leprosy, mm-hmm. and one of the signs of leprosy is it takes your feeling away.
0: Yeah,
2: and sin and anxiety and depression had stole my feeling yeah. from yeah. me.
0: Makes you emotionless.
2: Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. was it was terrible, yeah. and so. I was sitting there in the corner in that dark prayer room and all these people praying around me and I got this this overwhelm. I'm sitting there thinking about the doctor's report that I just Mm -hmm. got and, you know, just scared out of my mind Mm -hmm. and one of those anxiety attacks started coming on and I was having them so bad. They look like seizures at times, you know. And if if you know, you know. If you don't... Yeah. uh, You know.
0: It can be so scary.
2: Yeah. So... I got up and I knew that I was gonna be uh unable to move after a certain amount of time, so I got up and I ran out into the main sanctuary and if you've ever been to J. S. Church when the lights are off, it is the darkest room on the planet. There's no light coming in from anywhere. Mm-hmm. I walked into that dark sanctuary and there was there was no light. And of course, I grew up there. My grandpa built the the church there, and so I knew the layout of the room. And so I started trying to feel my way through the building to get to the prayer room to find my parents. And I heard one of my Sunday school teachers praying, and I recognized her voice praying. And she was in the she was in the sanctuary just travailing. And uh, it was Sister Elena Burnett from mm-hmm. she lives in Little Rock. Uh, now, and uh, she was, I'm talking about bombarding heaven, and she had been trying to help me through all this stuff. She was a pharmacist or whatever, but she was more than a pharmacist. She was a very, very anointed, praying lady, and I found my way to where she was and knelt down beside her, and I told her what was going on. I said, Sister Elena, the doctors ain't giving me any hope. And I said, I'm scared out of my mind. I don't know what to do. I can't feel God. I don't even know if he's real anymore. And uh, and she turned around and grabbed me by the head. (laughs) She grabbed grabbed my head with both hands and started just very authoritatively uh, rebuking the spirits of fear and anxiety off of me. Um and depression and i fell down in the pew and um i started repenting mm-hmm. and i said god i don't even know if you're out there but if you are you've got to forgive me you i know that if i die in the condition i am in and everything i've been taught is right i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go to hell for eternity yeah And i said i i don't i don't want to do that i don't want to go there i i if you're real, forgive me and deliver me mm-hmm. from whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And I was down there for probably 30 minutes, and I just, I was just pouring out my heart to God. I told him, I said, "I'll I do whatever you want me to do," uh, you know. And and when I lifted my hands, I finally come up. I lifted my hands and I opened my eyes, and there was like 30 angels around me. <laughs> uh, they all had gray hair Yeah, <laughs> 30 old ladies that had come out of the prayer room they heard the ruckus mm-hmm. and had come out of the prayer room and when I tell you them old ladies grabbed a hold of me and started praying in the Holy Ghost and you know I for the first time in two years uh, big hot tears started streaming down my face. Mm-hmm. And uh, God filled me with the Holy Ghost that night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had been told that I'd had the Holy Ghost at the age of seven or eight or something like that, and I'm not sure about that. I have vague memories of that. But I know at 17, almost 18, that night, on that Wednesday night, that I got the Holy Ghost and the peace of God. mm mm-hmm flooded my spirit in my mind and from that night to tonight Mm -hmm. i've had times you know we've lived some pretty rough years yeah uh and i've had times of anxiousness Mm -hmm. but i have never wrestled with a permeating mm-hmm. spirit, spirit of fear again. Yeah. Depression was gone. I mean, it was all, all gone. And, and the peace of God mm-hmm. came into my life, and it's it's been there ever since. Yeah. Um, now I, there is a way to relapse, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and the devil has over and over and over again tried to get me to relapse Mm -hmm. but I think I think the answer that God gave me um, to keep the victory over depression and anxiety and fear was found in the book of Exodus chapter 14 the Bible says that the Israelites were in a in a tight spot they're coming out of bondage in Egypt, and God has led them into a very tight spot. They are—they got—they got, they got uh, Red Sea in front of them, high mountain walls on both sides. Um, they've got an angry Egyptian army behind them, and they're trapped. Mm-hmm. And in this in this trapped condition, there's a whole lot of anxiety and. Fear that is connected to being in a tight spot they think they're fixing to die like rats in a trap
0: yeah
2: and uh, they start murmuring and complaining against Moses yeah. and Moses goes to God in prayer and God told Moses in the book of Exodus chapter 14 and 14 he said the Lord shall fight for you yeah uh, and ye shall hold your peace. Yeah. So I see a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people that I deal with, and it seems like when you have dealt with a spirit like this, when you've dealt with it on this level, mm-hmm. that people that deal with these same spirits wind up attracted to you. you yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think God sets it up because yeah. I think once you take authority over a right. spirit, you have authority right. over that spirit and I've helped a lot of people walk out of it, but I've watched a whole lot of people. The reason why they're relapsing, the reason why they'll get a little relief on Sunday night and by Monday they're right back into the frustration and the anxiety and the fear and the depression again is because they they hold on to worry.
0: Yeah.
2: They hold on to frustrations, they hold on to fear. Mm
0: -hmm. Jealousy.
2: Just all of the Mm -hmm. all of the things they they hold on to those things. And I have I've told people I said, look, you've got to drop the worry and hold on to peace. You've got to drop the fear and hold your peace. Mm -hmm. Uh you you, you've got to you've got to drop the doctor's report and hold on to peace. Mm Uh, you, you know, I, I, I have seen some... I, I got one of my best friends in the world that is going, going through one of the most horrifying diagnoses that I've, or diagnosis that I've ever heard of in my life. And you talk to him, and, and he's laughing and joking yeah. all the time and yeah. making f- jokes at his own expense. And I'm like, how in God's name... People around him that are not even him are depressed and worried and scared and and they're scared for him, but he's walking around with peace and it's because he, he dropped all that. He refused to hold on to the worry. I know there's got to be times dealing with what he's dealing with. That fear comes in and tries to take a hold of him. And he says, no, I'm not holding that. I'm holding on to the peace of God. Mm -hmm. And, and the Bible said that, that, That the kingdom of heaven Mm -hmm. is not meat and drink. The kingdom of heaven is not provision. God does provide, He is Jehovah Jireh, but that's not the purpose of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven is not so we'll have what we want. Uh, Hey, hush.
0: (laughs) I don't know what that was. It was my (laughs) scenery.
2: The 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 I'm getting anointed, you hush, Siri. The the uh um the kingdom of heaven is not meat and drink. It's not the kingdom of heaven is not there to give us what we want. It's not there to give us a two story house, a right. a Cadillac, a picket fence, a puppy and a pony. Mm-hmm. That's not what the kingdom of heaven is yeah. about. The kingdom of heaven it goes on to say the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, peace. And joy. Right. Where? In the Holy Ghost.
0: It doesn't take away the struggle. It no. gives you peace for the struggle.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. And it comes from when you are when you forget about what you know the, the, the crutches of the world to deal with peace, the vices of the world that they want to give you to deal with depression, anxiety, and fear. God is either able to give me peace in my mind or he's not. Right. God is either able to give me joy for the journey, or He's not. Yeah. And and so I have, uh, you know, you know I, I come very close to all these things, mm-hmm. but but thank God I had parents that said, no, we're gonna we're gonna grab a hold of the peace of God, and we're gonna trust God, and we're gonna we're gonna pray in the Holy Ghost, and mm-hmm. let the peace of God. Uh, permeate our minds and our spirits. We're not going to entrust the part of my body mm-hmm. that is to be saved, which is my mind and my spirit and my soul. Yes. We're not going to entrust that into the hands of chemical dependency. Yeah. I'm not going to be dependent on chemicals to give me peace because they can't. Right. All they can do is mask the problem. Mm-hmm. But there is a God. Yes. There is a God when you are willing to submit yourself to His will and His plan and His spirit on a daily basis mm-hmm. that can give you peace in the middle of whatever tight spot you're in. Yeah. He can give you joy in the middle of whatever turmoil that you find yourself in. Over the last 10 and a half years of marriage, we've been in some tight spots. Yeah. We've been in some tight spots relationally. We've been in some tight spots financially. We've been in some tight spots uh, in, in, in with our children. Mm-hmm. But I didn't turn to a crutch to hold me up. I turned to the Spirit of God that is able to give me peace.
0: Yes.
2: Now, Now there are some that will say, and they, you know, I'm a very controversial person, so y'all are just gonna have to deal with me. But, but, but there are some that say, well, I've got to have this because I I don't want to get dependent on this. I want, but, but sometimes we depend on God, but we need this to cope.
0: Right.
2: Well, if I can't, if I can't trust God to help me cope with life, Mm -hmm. then why am I serving Him? And the Bible said in the book of Isaiah twenty six and three that he will keep him in perfect peace. Yes. Not not peace for Sunday and then I'm down on Monday. Right. Not peace for for Tuesday night when I go to the altar and weep and cry and he gives me this moment mm-hmm. of peace and then I've got to live in turmoil on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday till I make it back to the house of God on Sunday. No, the, the, the prophet Isaiah said he will keep him in perfect yeah, peace. Right. But there's a condition. Mm-hmm. There's a condition whose mind is stayed on thee. Right. The reason why so many people are living their lives in perpetual depression, fear, and anxiety is because their minds are stayed on Facebook. Yeah, filled up with social media. You you get online and look up the connections between depression and anxiety and fear. They are connected to the comparisons of others others on social media, lives that are not real, Mm -hmm. images that are not real, trying to compare their lives to the facade of social media. This is why if we would just go back to the Word of God, God, it's pretty easy. Just go back to the Word of God, and our Creator said, Don't compare yourselves yourselves among yourselves. Mm -hmm. So if you're struggling with all this this comparison and and this depression because your life doesn't measure up to what you see on social media, cut the social media off and and don't compare yourself to the world. Mm -hmm. Get in the Holy Ghost. And pray until the peace of God overshadows your mind and your spirit, whose mind is stayed on. I've, I've, uh, you know, we got adults that are literally going out of their mind because of what's going on in our country right now, and it's Mm -hmm. depressing, and it, and it bothers me too. But my hope is not in this world, and so I don't keep my mind stayed on Fox News. I don't keep my mind stayed on CNN. Mm you know, communist news network. Uh, Y'all going to get some ratings on this deal. I, I don't, I don't keep my mind stayed on those things. I keep my mind stayed on him. And that's why I have peace in my mind. A man that has battled severe fear and anxiety and depression. I walk around with perfect peace every day. Because my mind is stayed on Him, I start my day with Him. Okay. I start my day with His Word, and I end my day right. with Him, right. and I end my day with His Word. And when my mind, and all throughout the day, I, you know, mm-hmm. you know, why in the world you got to wait till you can go to the church to pray? Why right. can't you swing your hammer right. and pray? Right. Why can't you fold your laundry right. and keep your mind stayed on Him? Mm-hmm. Why can't you push your Swiffer and yeah. keep your mind stayed on right. Him? And if you will do that, mm-hmm. he will keep you in perfect yes. peace.
0: Turn on the worship music instead of the country music.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's really simple. Yeah. And, and then the end of it says, he says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Mm-hmm. If you are going to keep your mind stayed on God, mm-hmm. it's going to be because you trust him. If you don't trust him, you're going to look for other things to find peace. If you don't trust God, you're going to turn to to worldly entertainment and and news media outlets to to find peace. But when when your trust is in God, Mm -hmm. when your trust is in God, when I'm dealing with a moment of fear or a moment of feeling down and depressed I don't turn to those things for an answer I turn to him right and so when you do this the Bible says in, in the book of Proverbs 3 and 24 when thou liest down thou shalt not be afraid yes yea thou shalt lie down and thy sleep shall be sweet not fitful yeah mm-hmm. if you want if you want sweet sleep yeah don't count sheep, pray. Yeah. You know, don't 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 sit there for hours surfing the internet right. and looking through Facebook. Talk to God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's like our six year old, she for some reason in the last several months, she's all of a sudden become scared yeah. at nighttime to go yeah. to sleep. And I don't know if it's something they're telling, the little kids are talking about at school. I don't know where it's coming from, but she—well, it's just a part right, of life. Right. Well, but she learned a scripture in kindergarten. Thank God for Christian education. But she learned a scripture last year. That, what time? I am afraid I will trust in me. Yeah. And I, she got scared one night. She's like, I can't sleep. And I told her, I said, Everly, I said, because she said I, I tried to just think of things in my head and I said well baby I said well, if you're scared and you're afraid I said just quote that scripture you yeah. you learned it I said that's why that's why God gave it to you Yeah, you know it's a weapon and I said yeah. just quote it over and over and over again and yeah. I said and tell Jesus you love him and she woke up the next morning. And she said, "Mommy, I did what you said." And she said, "And I just went wow. right to sleep." That's amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that makes me want to
2: cry. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's 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 amazing. Yeah. There's no age limit on no. it.
1: Mm-mm.
2: You know, it's it's uh, you know, the word of God is quick and it's powerful and mm-hmm. it's sharper than any two-edged sword. John said that perfect love mm-hmm. casts, casts out, out fear. all fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why I say that there is no reason. Why anybody that stays full of the Holy Ghost ought to be afraid? Right, no reason whatsoever. Because
0: he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, God is love, right?
2: and he has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and, a and of a sound mind. mind.
0: Not a mind that's driving you crazy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: not a mind that keeps you awake at night worrying. Right. Worry is the opposite of trust. It is. You know, I've got, I got, I don't know about your listeners, but I got a, I got a good wife. Uh, I got, I got, you're welcome. (laughs) I got a wife that I could trust. And if I ask you to do something for me, we've been together a long time. Mm -hmm. We've been together since right after I come out of all this mess. 14 years. 14 years and And we've been get together a long time, and she was a big part of bringing me out of all this stuff. But I trust you, mm-hmm. and if I ask you to do something for me, I don't have to call you every thirty minutes to make sure you're still going to do it right. because I trust you, right. but we treat we say we trust God, and then we treat God like we treat people that we don't trust. Every mm-hmm. every time we pray, God, do you still remember what I ask you to do? Mm-hmm. God, do you still remember this? God, do you still remember th- Are you still there? Are yeah. Still God is not an unjust right. judge. Right. We don't have to knock until he gets irritated exactly. enough to answer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He is a just judge. Yes. He is a trustworthy father. Mm-hmm. And when I put my worries and my fears and my disappointments and my frustrations in God's hands, mm-hmm. I can leave them there yeah. and not have to worry about it anymore. Right. I can trust Him, yeah. and uh, you know. So, so I would just say, if you want, if you want freedom from fear, if you want freedom from anxiety, mm-hmm. trust God, pray in the Holy Ghost, and He will keep you yes. in perfect peace. Yes. Money won't buy you peace.
0: Right.
2: Possessions will not bring you peace. Mm-hmm. Fame will not bring you peace.
0: 1,000 followers on social media won't bring you uh, peace. It will not
2: bring you peace. Mm-hmm. I was thinking I was thinking about uh, Elvis.
0: Yeah.
2: hmm Uh I didn't think about it long. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but I, I thought about Elvis. Yeah. Michael Jackson.
0: Yeah.
2: Kate Spade. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe. Demi Lovato, Whitney
0: Houston.
2: Whitney, Houston. you yeah, can go, you go on and on and on, 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 and, on. And, on yeah. and on and on. All of these people have
0: Robin Williams.
2: Robin Williams. A few things yeah. in common. Yeah. They have. They have money, more money than I'll probably ever see in my lifetime. Maybe not. Hey. 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 But Jesus. <laughs> but they they've got they've got plenty of money. Right. They've got they've got fame mm-hmm. they've got they've got the nice clothes they got the red bottom shoes they yeah. got the louis bags yeah. they got everything that life has to offer they've got the nice vehicles but the other thing that all of these people have had in common is multiple attempts at suicide yeah. Yeah. because money can't buy peace yeah. mm-hmm. and fame doesn't bring peace yeah. and fancy cars don't bring peace yeah. And designer clothing don't bring peace. There's only one place you can go and find lasting peace, and that's in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. So,
0: Demi Lovato wrote a song. Um, She was raised uh, in a very Christian home, and she came out with a song um, where she tells, she says, "I, I know, basically, what she's saying in the lyrics is, I know what's right. And I know that I should be living for God, but I care more about what other people say. She's yeah. traded peace because of what people say.
2: Yeah. Well, we have a society that's yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. You know, we, we the riots of 2020 was because of no peace. Mm-hmm. Not, mm-hmm. not. Uh, I mean, there's not a war. There, there's rumors of wars. Mm-hmm. There's not a war going on on yeah. the world stage, like yeah. a, like a major war going on. Right. There's not, un, there's not a lack of peace on the world stage as far as governments are concerned mm-hmm. and that kind of thing on, you know, out in the open, there's mm-hmm. a lot of murmuring and there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of rumors. But as far as actual bombs being mm-hmm. thrown and uh, you know, the world just being in complete turmoil It's not there But there is a inner yeah. A lack of inner peace yeah. Because we have a lack of God Right And uh, and so, uh, you know, the looting and the rioting And the frustrations and all that kind of stuff We are living mm-hmm. in a in a country Especially here in the United States We are living in a country that is more blessed mm-hmm. than it's ever been mm-hmm. We're more wealthy mm-hmm. than we've ever been we've got more conveniences conveniences than we've ever had, and we're more unhappy and depressed and and fearful than we've ever been, and there's no reason for it besides a spirit of unrest, a spirit of a lack of peace and depression and fear and anxiety that comes from a lack of God in society.
0: Right.
2: You add God into society and you add peace Mm -hmm. into society. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, if you find yourself in a tight spot, don't murmur and complain, Mm -hmm. don't hold on to worry, hold your peace.
0: And if you are fighting, you know, depression, you feel like you're in the middle of this mental darkness where you can't get out, you know, depression, I, have fought it, it's a different story for a different day, um, and I'll tell it soon, but. You know, I, I fought postpartum depression really really bad, mm-hmm. and it it's not a depression is not something that you just you know you start fighting it and then in a week it's gone. It's a it's a war. Yeah. And it's a war that you have to win. Yeah. And it's going to take time. Yeah. You have to be consistent in your prayers for peace. Yeah. And and it's not a one and done. No, you have to be very intentional about you know, making time for your prayer life every day, making time to read the Word of God every day, and making sure your mind is in the place it needs to be and it doesn't keep turning back to those dark...
2: You know, I probably made it sound like when when God delivered me from fear and anxiety and depression that night, that I just didn't have to do anything else to yeah. keep it at bay. God delivered right. me that night. Right. But here's here's what God showed me is God delivers us in an instant in an altar call from the spirit of yes. the thing. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But we have to deliver ourselves from our habits. Yes.
0: Yes, exactly.
2: The habits that cause us to wind up bound again. Yeah. Yes. You know, there are there are There are things that you can't be involved in if you want peace. Exactly. There are things that you can't listen to if you want peace. There are people that you can't be around if you want peace. So you can't just, God breaks people Breaks the back of the spirit. And by Monday, they say, well, I didn't get delivered because I'm still depressed. No, you did get yeah. delivered. God broke the spirit that night in the he altar call, you but you didn't deliver yourself from your habits. Right. You, yes. didn't, you didn't pull yourself away from the influences mm-hmm. that was causing you to be right back in that shape again. You right. didn't separate yourself from the weights mm-hmm. and the sins yes. that pull you back into that stuff. Exactly. So, you, you, God, would, God will, that peace that you fell in, felt in the altar was yeah. God breaking the yeah. back of the spirit of depression and anxiety and yeah. fear. Yeah. But on Monday, it's my turn to deliver myself yeah. from yeah. my habits. Yeah,
1: yeah you have it's to banish those thought processes. Exactly. When they come into your mind, you have to be like, you know what? No, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go there mm-hmm. because I have the peace of God. Mm-hmm. I claim. The mm-hmm. peace of God, yeah, over yeah. my mind, yeah. It's and like, sometimes you just have to stop right there when you feel those thoughts, or mm-hmm. you start feeling that weight, coming feeling on that it. weight yeah. on your chest, or whatever, and stop and say, "God, give me peace mm-hmm. again, right now, in this moment. Mm-hmm. I need to feel peace again." Mm-hmm. and Get, truly give it to God mm-hmm. every single time yeah. you feel that
2: yeah absolutely it's it's creating mm-hmm. it's creating new neural pathways in exactly. your brain you know when when I'm anxious I don't go to whatever it was that I used to go to right. I go to God right and you have to force yourself into that habit. It takes, they say it takes what, 30 days to, to create a habit? To create a habit. Yeah. So, so it's not going to happen the first day you, you say, Well, I'm depressed, so I'm going to pray. Gonna pray. And, and it worked that day. Well, tomorrow I got depressed and I went back to my old habits. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time to create those new, new grooves mm-hmm. in your mind. And it's it's this is opening a whole another can of worms, yeah. and y'all don't have time for me. Oh, you're fine. But
0: <laughs>
2: but but God brings down a stronghold that's been built for years. He brings down the stronghold in your mind. And the reason why we wind up back in it is we don't rebuild a new. Godly, spiritual stronghold. Right. He brought down the stronghold of depression, anxiety, and fear, and now there's just level ground yeah. waiting for another type of stronghold to be built. Mm-hmm. And if I don't take intentional action to build a new spiritual, godly, prayerful, stronghold back uh. uh, uh, uh in the place of what was torn down, right. then the enemy's going to come right back in, and they're like ants. Yeah. 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 They'll come right back in. As they don't, they don't give you time to wait. You've got to start immediately building this new godly, spiritual stronghold in your life, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the enemy will come right back in and begin the process of building that stronghold back up in your mind. Mm-hmm. So don't just let God tear the old one down. Start the process of building the new one yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately.
0: Yeah, You have to. I know when I, I I very distinctly remember the night that God lifted that off of me, and you know my pastor told me he said this is not he said it's not just going to leave he said it's going to yeah. revisit you over and over and over again to see if it can come back. Yeah. And he said every day you need to lay your lay hands on your head essentially and and pray for peace yeah. over your mind. He said every day mm-hmm. you need to thank God for peace and pray that God gives you peace in your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah. it's it's gonna try to, and I, I know the signs of it in my life. I'm a hermit and I will let myself be a hermit. And if I don't socialize and I don't make myself get out and I don't make myself go outside, I can feel that start creeping back in and I have to push myself to go be with people um, because that's one thing that it helps. You know, if you, if you force yourself to be social and you force yourself to go get some sunshine, you know. Uh, Stay outside. Yeah. It's, all those things make a difference.
2: Mm-hmm. Put your feet in the grass. Yes,
0: yes. Go walk outside barefoot, even if it's 20 degrees. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. So, anyway, there is... Freedom from depression. Yes.
0: Yes. There
2: is freedom from fear.
0: Outside of the bondage of appeal. Yeah. Um, you know the thought of.
2: I the, used to tell myself, Yeah, Ryan, you don't need a pill. Yeah. You need a prayer meeting.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: And I, my body was hollering, but I want a appeal. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I said no. Yeah. I don't need a pill. I need a prayer meeting. Yeah. And uh. And I just my mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna trust God, yeah, and either yeah, He can give yeah. me peace or He can't, and we're yeah. gonna find out.
0: Well, I, well, this is you know one of my deals is why would I exchange the bondage of depression for the bondage of medicine, when He tells us that we shall be free indeed? Yeah.
2: Well, Jesus, Jesus on the cross was offered yeah. a mild analgesic mixture. Yeah. That was to ease the pain of the cross, yeah. and He refused to drink. Yeah. And if Jesus could refuse medication yeah. in his condition,
0: yeah.
2: I believe that I can refuse medication in my condition. Yeah.
0: yeah. And we're not we're not talking about just like never go to the doctor for anything. No. That's you know, that's a different subject and that's not what we're saying. But um
2: No, I have I have made people yeah. that would to go to the doctor yeah. go to the doctor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I believe they have their place, but but when you, when it comes to yep. to dealing with the only organ in your body that yes. has re, that is redeemable, yes, everything else is going to burn with a fervent heat. But your mind and your soul going into is going into eternity. And I'm not I'm not just not willing to alter that with anything.
0: Exactly, exactly.
2: So anyway, that's that's my humble opinion, yes. but. Uh, and it's not a popular opinion but yeah. anyway
0: it's good and, and you know we've both of us have have found peace and freedom from depression without the aid of a sure you know absolutely well the,
2: the thing physician. is is and we've gotten away from this and I can be I can get to where and you can cut this out if you want to but i have you know i can be labeled as a as a Fanatic or whatever for this, or too radical, but we still have
0: authority. Yes. Absolutely.
2: Through the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus to take authority over spirits. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And I've done it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, she, uh, my wife, in the middle of the night, waking up, dealing with a spirit of fear. Yeah. It was very real. Physically walking into our room. Yeah. And I got to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and go to work. It made me mad. Mm-hmm. I wasn't scared. I yeah. was mad. Yeah. And I got up and I said, this is my house. Mm-hmm. God called me to be the priest of this home. Right. There ain't no. I, here, Here's what bothers me is is." We have men of God. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about people that stand behind pulpits. Right. I'm talking about people that are called to be the priest of their home yes. that that think they've just got to put up with whatever comes into their house yeah. spiritually. Yeah. When if a physical man walked into their house trying to take their wife, mm-hmm. they would... Yeah. They would do do whatever they had to do with whatever they had to do it with to make sure that their wife and their family stay protected, but then they'll have a spirit walk into their house, and they don't think they've got any authority.
0: Right. Mm -mm. Well, that's not real. That's
2: not a spirit. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You have authority through the power of the Holy Ghost and the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. to overcome Mm -hmm. spirits of hell. That night that spirit walked into our room. And I'm not one of those people that sees devils mm-hmm. behind every bush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't see right. angels on a regular basis. Right. Uh,
0: uh, but they are there. But they're there. Yeah.
2: And 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 I got up and I went to the 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 cabinet and we didn't have no olive oil. All I had is some Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> and I took me a bottle of Crisco and I went to every doorway that was on our house, I opened every door, every window, and I commanded that spirit of fear to get out of my house because yeah. mm-hmm. I got to go to sleep and go to work tomorrow right. mm-hmm. and I commanded it to get out of my house in the name of Jesus I anointed every opening in my house you laid and after hands on I me? and I laid <laughs> hands on her and uh um, and when I got done, I shut all the openings to my house, closed the doors and that spirit hadn't been back. Because that's my house, yeah. yeah that's my house. that's a house that's covered in the blood of jesus, exactly. and it and you don't have jurisdic- jurisdiction there, right, so take authority over your house. I don't know if y'all have any men listening, but if you do uh sir. If you have the Holy Ghost and been baptized in the name of Jesus, you got authority over that stuff. Yes, absolutely. Take it.
0: Yeah. And the women want you to take the authority. Yeah. There's nothing that makes us feel more safe and secure than knowing the man of our home is taking authority over spirits that would come against us and and, and battle um, us. Because the women, mm-hmm. the women are the gatekeepers and it's up to us to keep our homes. We read that in God has a waiting room, but the men have the authority yes they have they have a level of authority that we don't have yes yeah. um that's another subject for another yeah subject. i was ju- I was just um, about to go dive <laughs> off into something but yeah we'll say we'll say lord that. jesus oh but this was this was good today uh, i hope so it helps good. somebody um i hope that you take what we talked about and apply it and take authority and you can have peace um, but thank you for listening. Mm. Keep working for Christ, but in the working, don't forget to stop and sit at His feet, Martha. It's okay to slow down and take some time for worship and rest in Christ. Thank you for joining us at the table where Monday is made possible. Until next time. Mercy, Murder. pack cash.